0: Thanks for watching. And of course, subscribe. And hello everyone welcome to haunting live podcast thank you so much for joining us here this week we have reached uh episode number four of season two already and uh today we do have a special guest with us uh she is uh, going to be talking to us about what she does and deals with in the clairvoyant areas she is also a psychic channeler so we'll be talking to her about her channeling work as well today so please help me welcome to the podcast today kelsey hi kelsey Hello. Hi, thanks for joining us here on Haunted Eye Podcast this week.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, it's wonderful to have you. Um, Thank you very much for taking your time out this weekend and joining us and uh, talking about what you do in the uh, paranormal world. Um, Basically, I know you've sent me a few things about what you do deal with. Um, One of them is being a third generation clairvoyant. Um, So can you start with explaining a little bit how that came about and what drew you into the clairvoyant work?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I've kind of just always lived my life in the spiritual world. Um, my mom is psychic and she's very spiritual. So growing up, like our house has always been surrounded with, um, like incense and sage and crystals and we've always had spirits in our house. So, um, Having interactions with spirit growing up, and it was always just kind of something that was normal to me. Um, And I guess uh, my abilities uh, started being kind of noticed when I was a child. I would see, uh, I would wake up during the night and see spirits in my room or, um, you know, witness doors opening and closing, lights turning on and off, water turning on and off. So, it's kind of just something that's always been around me and um, I, yeah, I embrace it and I'm passionate about it. So.
0: Yeah. What were some of the experiences that you had growing up? Was there one certain experience that kind of was over the top compared to other experiences said that made you wonder like, well, this is something that I really want to get into.
1: Um, I think What made me realize that, uh, this was a path that I wanted to pursue was, uh, three years ago when I had a very rapid, um, spiritual awakening, um, and kundalini activation. Um, that's when I started really diving deep into my own, uh, spiritual transformation and journey. And that's when I started doing tarot readings for myself regularly, um, and then I kind of just started branching out to doing readings for my friends and family. Um, and my my gifts just kept getting stronger and stronger and my passion lies within helping people in general. So it just kind of really resonated with me.
0: Right, and how did that um, start for you? Like, I wanna get back to like the very beginning of it. How did, um, was there, support for you there when you were starting to get into it was there a lot of support for you from your family
1: oh yeah like like i said this is kind of something that i've always grown up around it's always been normalized and accepted within my family and they always knew um with me from a very young age that i had the psychic abilities and um the healing abilities and whatnot so it it wasn't really a surprise or anything um
0: Yeah, it just kind of flowed naturally. Yeah, so with the natural abilities, did you find um, it easy to get into the field? And did you find it um, a way for you to sort of open up to other people that way as well? Like, did you connect with other people easily on that level?
1: Uh, Yeah, so I guess... um, Growing up, I've kind of just always been uh, the mother figure in my friends' lives, and I was always just kind of guiding them, and um, and I I've come to the realization that um, I'm regularly using my uh, clear cognizance and um, guiding people on a daily basis just through simple conversation. This uh, spirit comes through and brings messages forth, but it just seems like a normal conversation. Um, but yeah, I've, I've always been able to kind of um, know what people were going to say just before they said it or, um, you know, be able to tell if someone was being genuine with me, um, being able to feel other people's emotions to a very deep level.
0: Yes, and um, when you're doing that and you're developing that, can you explain a bit about uh, what the different uh, abilities are that you have? So I know there's different clairs, right? So mm-hmm. there's um, different styles of clairs, there's clairaudient, clear audience, there's clear sentience. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe for people that don't understand uh, right. exactly what that involves, uh, explain a little bit about each one of those steps.
1: Okay. Um so like my main Claire is Claire Cognizance, which is just uh translates to clear knowing. Um and that is kind of just the sensation of uh knowing that what you're speaking and what you're receiving is the truth. Um and then claire sentience is uh clear feeling. Um, and I think like that's tied with me being a very strong empath. So I'm able to observe um, even strangers um, and kind of take on their emotions and really deeply feel what they're experiencing at that moment. Um, when I do do a channeling session, I, um, I'm using clear audience. So that's clear hearing. Um, so I'll hear Uh, spirit speaking to me and the messages will come kind of like a conversation to me um and then clairvoyance I'm using also when I'm channeling I'll receive um images and symbols uh clair clairvoyance is clear seeing Um, so yeah I guess you'd say that I use like a pretty good blend of the different clairs but um in my kind of conscious waking day-to-day life, I'm, I feel like I'm consistently using the clear cognizance
0: Right, and that's a all-knowing type thing. So you're very aware of what's happening around you when spirit energy is near, and they're trying yeah. to communicate. So you're aware of what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, I'm the same way. I'm aware, but I also have personally clear audience, so I can hear spirits speak quite often to me, and I'll hear a voice okay. out of nowhere. Yeah. So that is one of the ones that I have as well. Um, was it hard to develop that on your own, or did you sort of have guidance or somebody? I know um, we had somebody related to you here on the show, um, but was there somebody that was in your life that actually guided you through that, or did you have to learn that on your own?
1: Um, it, for me, I'm kind of an independent learner. I, I learn by doing, so for me, it was mostly just a lot of practice, connecting, uh, getting into like a... Light meditative state and calling in my guides, my angels, my spirit team, um, and connecting and just kind of going with whatever I received. And um, the more and more I did it, uh, the stronger and stronger the clairs and the messages came for me. Um, My mom is also a psychic medium, and anytime I have any questions or I'm curious about anything, I can always go to her but for me it's mostly been a personal journey of developing my own uh, my own abilities and strengthening them
0: right and I know that you mentioned to me as well um, that you're doing this on your own still you're still developing your uh, journey through this spiritual pathway of yours so um, it's really wonderful that you have that ability you're already connected with your guides to help you go through this journey so that's great Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. They provide me with uh, daily synchronicities and um, confirmations along the way. So I guess you'd say, like, uh, I have my spirit team guiding me through, right? So
0: <laughs> Yeah. Did you um, have your spirit guides from the very beginning or were, were they kind of developed along the way for you?
1: Yeah. Um, when I'm looking back on my um, my spiritual experiences, I'm realizing that they my guides have always been there. I just wasn't necessarily aware uh, as to what was going on, and I wasn't as connected. But now when I look back, I'm able to connect the pieces and see that um, they've always been there guiding me. It was just the more I kind of uh, dived into it on my own, the more I was able to Uh, recognize that they've
0: been guiding me the whole time. And I truly believe that, too. I believe that they are there from the very beginning, but they come in at certain stages when they are needed, right? So certain stages of your development, they will be there to help you guide you through. That's why I guess they're called guides. So um, has there been one moment that you can recall during your development of um, your clairs that really stood out to you? Like, oh, well, this is the first time I heard, heard a spirit speak to me or something and didn't know what it was, but realized later on what it was?
1: Um, <clears throat> Like I said, my life has, like my entire life from back as far as I can remember has just been a series of uh, spiritual experiences. I wouldn't necessarily say there's anything really big that stood out for me. I mean... Like as far back as I can remember, um, the first thing I recall is I would wake up during the middle of the night and see these like very vivid, angelic figures uh, standing beside me. So and like I would call my mom into my room because I was like, oh, what is this? person doing in my room. And, you know, she was really good at explaining to me that I was safe and it was just my angels and it was okay to talk to them. And sometimes I would reach out and try and hug them. So it's, you know, like even in my apartment now, like my music turns up and down or uh, my matchbox will randomly open. And it's, yeah, it's, I would say it's just kind of been a series of Ongoing
0: synchronicities that just never really end. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, um, just when you're in this field altogether and you're actually working within that field of the paranormal realm altogether, um, especially it's heightened when you do have abilities like the clear abilities, uh, things just seem to be heightened, right? Like, you notice things more.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. So, okay. Well, another area that I know that you deal with, aside from the clear abilities that you have, um, you do psychic channeling work as well. Um, so, for people listening, uh, can you sort of describe what psychic channeling is and what it involves?
1: Yep. So, um, so when you when you start a uh, channeling session, basically what you're doing is uh, you're calling in spirit guides angels and um if you're connecting with another person who's either um still living or has passed you're asking to um establish an energetic connection with that person um between my higher self and their higher self so our spirit um and once that um energetic connection has been established then um the person who is channeling is able to uh, be used as a vessel or a, a literal channel for information to flow through. Um, and one thing that's really important to note is that the information that comes through um, is not of my own opinions, my own thoughts, Um I'm just used as a source for the information to flow through the messages to come through and out to the other person I'm channeling for.
0: Right. And, um, that's a development that you had to learn on your own or was this something that was sort of taught to you or through your guides that you developed as well? Or,
1: um, I would say it's, it's something that I've, developed on my own. Like my mom, uh, growing up, I've always seen her having clients in the house and doing channeling sessions for them. She's channeled for me multiple times, um, in regards to, uh, you know, love interests or just general guidance in my life. Um, so it's kind of just something that I've always found intriguing and I just, I always wanted to, um, be able to do that on my own. So I just, when I would have my my shower at night, I would just get into a a light meditative state and just connect. And it just strengthened over time with more practice.
0: So what are some of the, um, when you do channeling sessions, I know they can get kind of specific, but um, what type of messages generally come through? Is it something that people ask direct questions for and they get responses or is it just messages that randomly come through usually?
1: Um, so for me, usually um, how it works out is I'll be channeling for a friend and um, my, my biggest area of interest and where I find I have the strongest connections is in regards to relationships and feelings um, because, and I think that that's because I'm an empath. So I'm able to like really, really connect to situations that are full of emotion and um, So the person who I'm channeling for will ask questions um, about their person of interest and I will connect my spirit to their person of interest and channel the messages through to my friend. (laughs) So they'll ask questions and then their person of interests, higher self, soul, spirit, will respond to me with clear audience, with symbols, with clear cognizance, and I will relay that information verbally to the person that I'm channeling for. Um, and when I'm doing that, uh, yes, sometimes like I will receive uh, symbols and images of information that um, the person of interest wants to communicate or express, but uh, it usually has to do with Kind of the general questions that the person's
0: asking, right? So generally, that when you start the process and you're asking the higher energies, um, they will relate the questions and answers relevant to what you, the client's asking for. Then, y-
1: yes, absolutely, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I was just wondering sometimes because when people do sessions like that, if they get the answers that they are actually looking for, or sometimes they're just getting a random answers that come through, so.
1: Yeah, like usually um, how it works for me is um, the the spirit of the person that I'm connecting with will answer the questions, but then they'll also bring forth any other messages that, um, they're wanting to share with the person that I'm channeling for. So it's a bit of a mix of both. It's whatever information needs to come through is what comes through.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They're told the answers they're looking for, I guess. So um, how in-depth do they get sometimes? Like can they go on, is it sometimes a quick session or can they get really in-depth and go into like a lot of detail for your clients?
1: Um. Well, like I said, generally, I'm um, inquiring about, uh, you know, what a person is thinking and feeling at this very moment in time about the person that I'm channeling for, or how are they feeling about this, or how are they feeling about that? Um, so it's usually just direct um, answers to the questions that I'm asking. And um, I'm also able to uh, see symbols that directly relate to, like, their current uh state of mind or their you know their current emotional state or mental state um yeah Yeah.
0: so really it's more of a direct quick session where they just get the answers that they're looking for without too much extra right? right right i
1: i don't really have too much practice with um just kind of going in and connecting and getting whatever information comes through. It's usually people like my friends or my family who are looking for um, something very specific. And I find that that's kind of my strong suit is,
0: yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good way too. Sometimes that um, is the best way to deal with stuff, right? Deal with what you're good at. So mm-hmm. um, you get more practice, the better you get with it too, right? So like you said, you're just doing this on the side. It's not your full-time uh, right? You're not your full time, but you're just doing it on your own, getting the practice and it's still, and develop, developing your own way of doing things, which is really amazing because that's really what this podcast is about too. Um, really trying to showcase that people do do things differently. Not everything's mm-hmm. done in the same way and things right. don't have to be done in the same way. It's the way that you want to do things, right? So that's mm-hmm. why we want to have different people on here to yeah. sort of showcase that, yeah, there are different ways of doing things.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
0: Okay, well let's go on to your next area of topic here today. And um we talked about the clears, we talked about your psychic channeling, um, but you also do tarot readings as well. Um that's another topic that you like to do. So tell tell us a little bit about that. How how did you get into the tarot? <laughs> um <sighs>
1: At the beginning of my spiritual awakening, it was, um, my spiritual awakening was brought on and triggered by the loss, not, uh, not a physical loss, but like an emotional loss of someone, uh, very important to me. Um, we have a very strong spiritual connection, um, and they kind of just disappeared out of my life, um. And I was very hurt and seeking clarity. So I found this tarot deck that I don't even remember receiving. I just kind of found it in my room. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a go. And that was kind of my first way of kind of intentionally connecting uh, with spirit. Um, And I just started doing daily readings for myself, um, inquiring you know, what was going on with the other person, what were they thinking and feeling about our uh, current situation, um, whatever was on my mind at the time. And, um, and yeah, so that's how I started getting into doing the readings, and that was three years ago.
0: Yeah, right. You did mention to me as we were talking in the past that you are uh, into it about three years in the past you started. Um, so you're still sort of feeling your way through working with the tarot, how have you found the cards to be revealing to you so far? Like, have they been fairly accurate when you're doing it? Like, how is that process going?
1: Yes. Um, So yeah, I do find that they're uh, very accurate. So when you're uh, doing a tarot reading, like, well, for me, at least, and, you know, majority of people, you're actually channeling the information and you're just using the cards um, and the, the description of each card as um, kind of a, a more visual uh, representation of the energies that you're connecting with. And um, it's it's a way of channeling that doesn't um, require you to kind of go into a more trance-like state. Um, so yeah, I do find that they've been accurate. Like I always call in my spirit team and whatnot and I connect like if if I'm uh doing a reading on someone else, I'll connect with their energies and whatnot, their spirit team. So um and I find like if I'm connecting to a specific situation and I'm channeling or like, you know, doing a tarot reading on the same situation a couple days in a row, um if the energies uh in regards to the situation, haven't haven't shifted. I'll pull spreads that are pretty much identical um, each day until the energy shifts. And when it does shift, then I'll I receive different cards. And I pull my cards intuitively. It's something that um, I I guess you'd say I use my Claire uh, my Claire cognizance for. I just know which card I need to pick. Uh, and also, too, like I, I can really feel the energy in the deck. So a lot of times the cards will kind of just fly out or they'll just pop out here and there. And I just intuitively pick it, pick the cards. So.
0: Uh, yeah, we know that happens quite often when uh, <laughs> readers try to shuffle their decks, the cards will just fly out and be like, OK, that's yeah. your first card. So Yeah, yeah and it's really actually good to use that card as the first card because some people like to put that card back in the deck but then that's not the reading they're supposed to get right um that card is meant to be theirs right so yeah absolutely
1: yeah
0: yeah we know that as well so um how how is your deck going for you like you said you mentioned that you uh just found that deck in your room i find that kind of interesting um (laughs) that it was just there like was do you think Spirit put it there for you to use, or do you think it was meant for you to find? Or
1: I'm not entirely sure. Like I had recently, within the like the couple years prior to that, moved. Um, I was living with an ex, and um, it I had moved back into my parents' house, and I just kind of found the deck amongst my things. But I don't remember. Like I didn't buy the deck. I don't know how it got into my stuff. But during the move, somehow it came with me and I was just going through my stuff one day and happened to cross the deck and I have no idea where it came from. <laughs> but yeah, like if I'm really like kind of looking into the meaning behind it, hundred percent, I believe that it was given to me for a specific reason, right?
0: Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. It sounds like spirit wants to you to use them as your main tool. Mm-hmm. your journey through the spiritual walk right so yeah. i do believe that sounds like spirit definitely wants you to have that specific deck can i ask what deck it is do you know the name of the deck
1: oh man i have so many decks at this point my first deck i think it was just like it was just like your most basic rider weight tarot deck it was nothing fancy it was these very very large cards and i destroyed them pretty quickly so Um, Right now I am using, hang on a second, just take a look. I am using the Gilded Tarot Royale. Um, So I had just the basic uh, Gilded Tarot deck and I really liked the imaging on it. I found that it was um, very straightforward and easy to understand. So once I kind of destroyed that deck, I just bought the Royale version, which is just kind of a little bit more fancy looking. So I I have a bunch of really unique tarot decks. Um, they kind of just sit on the shelf because I liked how they look, but I find that uh, the imaging on them just isn't as like straightforward as the more basic decks.
0: Yeah, I find that as well, too. Um my partner here at uh, Haunting Live Podcast, he has his own favorite decks as well. He tends to use the Angels and Oracle cards. Um, so okay. he, he finds a connection yeah. with those ones. And um, I think that's a thing that any reader needs to have as well. Like when they pick out their tarot to use, they have that connection with that deck. Um and, mm-hmm. like you say, the pictures and illustrations on the cards are important because uh, the reader mm-hmm. needs to be able to interpret those in their own way during the reading. Mm-hmm. So, um, right. How did you find, um, that first deck that you found? Were those illustrations really calling out to you? Were you finding it really easy to connect with?
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, like I said, it was just a very basic rider deck. So, like, it was, um, like the, the original representations of each card is how it was depicted on that deck. Um, and I, with my decks that I like regularly use, I tend to stick with the ones that have like the original representations on them. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's very important. I think uh, we're doing the readings off the tarot so that you can interpret the illustrations on the card for your um, session that you're doing, because th- that's where the message is coming through. And right. uh, different cards can be interpreted differently for different situations. So um, okay. that's really good that you can connect with that. Okay. Um, you also do a bit of energy healing. And chakra mm-hmm. cleansing as well that I've noted here. Um, yeah, do you want to talk about that for a little bit as well? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you get into that energy healing? Um, is it healing or is it more Reiki that you do? Or um, talk a little bit about, about the, about the um, healing energy work that you do?
1: Okay. Um. So I guess we're going to go a little ways back in my life. Um. I've I've always been an incredibly empathic and compassionate person and uh, when I would see people hurting it was just something that I always took on for myself and I just wanted so desperately to help people heal and um, in my teenage years that was something that became uh, fairly toxic for me because I brought that into my uh, romantic relationships and I was just constantly trying to heal people, um, when that's their own, you know, individual path. Uh, so I guess I kind of just realized that, um, it was something, uh, like doing healing for people was something that I needed to be able to separate from my own personal life and my personal relationships. So, um, You know, anytime I have someone in my life who I know needs healing, or um, you know, any sort of energetic adjustment in their life, I'm just—I feel compelled to assist them with that.
0: Right, and the energy work that you do—will you describe it as Reiki healing, or is it just like a energy healing by itself? Um,
1: I would say it's very similar to Reiki. Um, I have taken Reiki one. Um, I'm not much one for anything structured or, you know, like this is how it's supposed to be. You have to use these tools and you have to use these symbols and et cetera, et cetera. So for me, it's kind of more of, um, I kind of just do what I feel that I need to do on the fly when I'm helping someone with healing. So it's definitely not Reiki, like, you know, legitimate Reiki, um, but it's very similar to that.
0: Right, it's something you sort of do your own way again. So you're sort of feeling your way through that part of the journey as well. So um, that's great. I think that's wonderful that you're able to pick out your own ways of doing things and just do what works for you. So that's a great way to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, thank you very much, uh, Kelsey, for being on the podcast today. We appreciate you taking time out this weekend to join us and uh, talk a little bit about uh, your uh, spiritual walk through your journey here today.
1: And thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Yes, uh, definitely. Is there anything else that you'd like to mention, like um, anything that you're working on currently before we let you go today? Um, uh, not really, no. <laughs> All right, no worries. Um, but thank you so much for being here on Haunting Live. We appreciate you taking your time out and being our guest uh, this week on Haunting Live podcast. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and uh that was uh kelsey uh she is a third generation clairvoyant she also does a uh, psychic channeling that she talked about here today on the podcast and we'd like to thank her again for taking time out and being here with us on haunting Light podcast for episode four of season two and with that guys um thank you very much for joining us this week i uh, hope you enjoyed our discussion with kelsey And um, it was great having her on the show today. Um, Just want to mention a couple things, though, before we uh, let you guys go this week. Um, We are trying to figure out some issues here still with our live podcasting. Uh, We still do have some network issues. That's why we're still pre-recording the shows and uh, posting them up later. Um, That will continue for a while until we figure out what's going on on the network side of things for doing live stream. Uh, so any live streaming, we'll do if we go out somewhere and able to get somewhere on location, that's the only time we'll be able to do live stream. Uh, but for the time being, we'll still do be uh, hosting pre-recorded shows here for Haunted Live Podcast and posting them up to our social media platforms. Um, Also with that, thank you guys for following us on social media. We appreciate you guys that are on our Facebook, our followers there. Um, We also have a Facebook group now. Uh, Check out the Haunted Live Podcast Facebook group. Join it as a member and you'll get special features there as well. Uh, another thing that you guys can do to help us out is join our mailing list uh, that is available through our website on hauntylivepodcast.com uh, go check out the main page it's down about the halfway through on the main page uh, just fill out your first and last name and your email address and uh, you can join our monthly emails uh, we send them out about once a month just telling you guys what the upcoming guests are going to be for the next week the next month coming up and uh, who's on and you get notifications first before anything else goes out to social media so emails get the notifications first um, then we posted the postings up on social media for the upcoming events and guests on the show so uh, thank you very much for the people that have signed up so far but if you haven't go check that out on haunting and also speaking of our website, there's a bunch of updates on our website to go check out. We now have available under our events page, the next upcoming public event, which is going to be on April 16th and April 18th, a uh, two-day event. So um, tickets are available right now on podcast.com slash events. Uh, for Ghost of the Queens Inn 2021, uh, in Stratford, Ontario. Our next event will be in April. So tickets are available. It is uh, I believe 1.40 for the whole weekend. Um, the only change we made from last year's event for this event is that when you purchase t- the tickets now, it's for the whole weekend. You can can't do just the one night or the other night Uh, we can't separate them now so we decided to do the whole bunch of tickets just for the whole weekend only so um, but it is a great price of $140 for the whole weekend you you get a dinner you get a talk the Friday night with a special guest Um, you get the workshops on Saturday morning and afternoon and then you get the ghost hunt in the evening as well and also the Friday night there's a special pajama party happening in the rooms upstairs of the hotel so you get free readings and stuff like that as well so um, definitely worth checking out if you're interested or if you're in the area for april this year in stratford ontario so uh, hope to see you guys there this year as well we had a great time last year in november for that event so um, also on our website uh, we have a bunch of great products listed under our merch page uh, go check out haunted podcast.com and slash merch you can find uh, everything that we use in the paranormal field that we deal with, uh, things like pendulums, crystals for protection and healing energies. Uh, we have cleansing materials on there like sage and stuff like that for smudging. And we have some promotional items too for Haunted Life Podcasts like wristbands and backpacks that you can check out. So uh, Head on over to our merch page, check those out, we're constantly posting those up under the Facebook uh, group page as well. So. But that's about all we have for this week. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And again, a big thank you to Kelsey Marie for joining us here on Haunted Live, talking about her being a third-generation clairvoyant and also psychic channeling work that she does in the field. So with that, guys, have a great weekend, and uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week on Haunted Live Podcast. Watching, and of course, subscribe.